welcome to the Green Leads Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Rizzo, and we are back after a brief hiatus. For anyone who's new here, let me introduce you. I am Natalie. I'm the founder of Green Leads. I'm a sports dietitian. I'm also a marathoner. And Green Leads is a place where plant-based athletes come together to learn about how to fuel their fitness with plants. The reason that I took a few months off from the podcast is one, I finished up my cookbook. Very exciting. It's called Planted Performance, and it'll be out next March, March of 2023. So stay tuned for more info on that. Follow me on social media at Greenleads to see some of the recipes and some sneak previews. Very exciting. And the second thing is I'm very excited because this launches today with the day of this podcast dropping something called Greenleads U, and it stands for Greenleads University. Essentially what it is, it's a membership site, membership community for plant-based athletes to come together, learn about plant-based eating, learn about nutrition, learn about sports nutrition, and I'm so excited about this. The reason this all came about was because I get a lot of questions from a lot of people who read my site, who read articles I write, who follow me on social media that say things like, I'm a plant-based athlete, but I don't know other plant-based athletes, or I'm the only one in my family who's plant-based, or I just switched to plant-based eating, but I don't know if I'm doing it right. I feel hungry. I feel loss of energy, all of these things. I'm just confused. So I decided that I wanted all of these people to be able to be in one place and to learn from experts and not have to pay an arm and a leg for it. This is a membership site that's $10 a month right now. That's the founding price that will never increase for people who sign up now. And what it is, is once a week, you'll have access to a expert, someone like me, a dietitian where we'll do Q&A calls, we'll do training accountability calls, we'll do mastermind calls, We'll do that once a week, and every week the calls will be at different times so that people can try to join in on them. There'll be things like webinars. There'll be a growing library of resources for you. So first, we're just starting with my signature course, which is Plant-Based Athlete Roadmap. And essentially, that just starts with anywhere from the beginner of what is plant-based to more advanced of supplements that I recommend for plant-based athletes and ones that I don't recommend. So you could hop in there and anywhere along the way. And then I have an ebook, Nutrition for Runners, that I'm throwing in there as well so that you have access to that. And then as the weeks progress, we're going to add in new things. We're going to add in guides to sports drinks, gummies, goos. We're going to add in uh, one of the things I talked about in the Plant-Based Athlete Roadmap was how to build a healthy, well-balanced bowl, but to make it taste good. So I said that I was going to add in something on different sauces, simple sauces to make that can really amp up the flavor on your plant-based eating. So things like that throughout the week, uh, throughout the month, will be added. In. I'm really excited. As more content gets added in, the price is going to go up. So you should definitely join now because this is going to be if you join now for $10 a month. And I'm also giving away 14 days free. So you can just try it for free. Um, you'll never pay more than $10 a month. So anyway, that is my spiel about what I've been doing, what I've been building. I'm very excited about it. And now I'm going to get into the topic at hand. Before that, I just did standard kind of going to the gym, working out, fitness type stuff. A lot of what I talk about is for endurance athletes, but I also do talk about resistance trained athletes, people who do more weightlifting. So there'll be more podcast on that. So check back. But today we're going to talk about just fall training for fall races and a check-in with that. Uh, and the whole 
topic of this podcast is based on a question I received from a runner who said, how do I keep energy levels up during a long run? And that's what we're going to talk about now. So a lot of people are training for longer races this fall, things like half marathons and marathons. The New York City Marathon is coming up in a few weeks. Chicago already passed. So some races have already passed, but anyone who's still in the training phase or maybe you're doing a winter race or I know, for instance, the Disney races happen in the winter. I want to go through how to keep your energy levels up for a long run. Okay, so keeping energy levels high on a long run starts during your training. Really, we talk a lot about race day and things that are going to happen on race day, which is really what you're striving for. But what's really interesting about running is that you do so many training runs and then you run one race. So you really want to make sure that your nutrition is on point throughout your training so that race day goes according to plan, which doesn't always happen, but that's the goal. So within your training, when it comes to nutrition, we want to do some trial and error and we want to start as early as possible in the training to to get to a point where it's kind of become you know, it's it's part of what you do. It's part of the physical training. The nutrition is on point. You know exactly what you're doing. So when you go into race day, you've done it before and you know that it's worked for you. So that's the first thing you want to do is make sure you start early and you're going to start these things during your training runs. So there's some guidelines you need to follow in terms of nutrition for keeping your energy levels high. And the one thing I talk a lot about plant-based athletes and This is going to be regardless of whether or not you're plant-based or not, because realistically, most of the foods that keep you energized during a run are plant-based foods. So carbohydrates are the main fuel source for exercise for running. If you're doing a long run, you probably already know that carbs are what you need beforehand, but you may be scared of the amount of carbs that you actually need. So let's get into that a little bit. If you're intensely training, meaning around one to three hours per day, five to six days a week, you need about five to eight grams of carb per kilogram or around 2.2 to 3.6 grams of carbs per pound of body weight. So for a 150 pound athlete, this is about 330 to 540 grams of carbs. It sounds like a lot, but about 45 to 65% of your calories should be coming from carbs anyway, and that's just throughout the day. Now, in terms of leading up to the long run, you want to make sure that you're either eating a well-balanced meal two to four hours beforehand, and well-balanced means that it has carbs, protein, fat, because that will take a while to break down, two to four hours to break down, and it will give you the energy for your run. Or you want to have a snack about 60 minutes before your run, and that will be 30 to 60 grams of carbs. So I have some examples of what this looks like on my Instagram, and I'll put a link for that below. Um, And you can see what 30 to 60 grams of carbs looks like, but you can also just, it's, it's usually something simple, something small, like a piece of fruit, some dates, some white bread, some crackers, some pretzels, things that won't upset your stomach that will break down quickly. And the reason that you want those carbs before is because the body relies on two forms of carbs for exercise. It has dietary carbs, which are the ones you just ate, and those float around in the bloodstream to give you energy. And then you have glycogen, which is stored forms of carbs, and those break down a little bit later to give you energy. 
So having those carbs going into your workout will make sure that you have energy. And the other thing to consider, people don't realize when it comes to energy, is that you wanna be hydrated. Now hydration really plays a part in how you feel during a long run. You could be making sure you take in the amount of carbs that we're gonna talk about and really doing great with that, but if you're not hydrating enough, that can really sink your energy levels. So you wanna drink as much as possible in the hours leading up to a run. Say you run early in the morning, that could mean just drinking a 12 ounce glass of water before you go out. And yes, you need like as much as 12 ounces. It seems like a lot, but you wanna make sure you have water throughout the day. Have water before you run. So that is what you wanna do before. Now, long runs are typically what I consider more than an hour. The first hour, you're good. Pretty much with what you ate, you're good. If you went into the run on an empty stomach, which I don't advise, uh, make sure you get some fuel into your stomach within the first like 30 minutes of running. So you could take any of the suggestions that we're gonna use and do that earlier. But say you feel good for the first hour. Then you wanna start incorporating fuel. And the reason for that is because those dietary carbs and that glycogen is gone. And you need to bring in fuel to replace it and that's gonna give you energy. Otherwise, you're running on just your kind of energy reserves. And energy reserves come from muscle and they come from fat. And that sounds great. Well, it doesn't sound great to break down muscle. We don't wanna break down muscle, but it sounds great to break down fat. The problem with it is that your body's not really great at doing it. So with that, it takes energy to do it and it's making you more fatigued. So to keep your energy levels up, which is the main question here, you wanna take in carbs. And you're gonna take in anywhere from 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour after the first hour. Now, a lot of people use sports and nutrition products, things like sports gummies, gels, goos. And this is something I go into within uh, Greenleaf's You and the Plant-Based Athlete Roadmap. But you wanna take in those basically an hour after a run. And this is where the trial and error comes into play here because there's a few things that you wanna consider when you're choosing your fuel source. So let's, let's stack up sports drinks, gummies, and gels. Sports drinks are kind of an all-encompassing thing because they have the carbs that you need, they have the fluid that you need, and they have the electrolytes you need. Because those are two things I didn't talk about yet, fluid and electrolytes. You are sweating, even if it's the middle of winter, you're sweating. So you need to take in fluid as well. And fluid will keep you hydrated and that'll keep energy levels high. And electrolytes are lost in sweat and electrolytes are things like sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. Those are necessary because those will also help bring the fluid into your system. So sports drink takes all of those things into account and you can do just a sports drink, but you have to drink a lot of it to get the carbs that you need. So most people who are fueling for a long run will do a sports drink and a gummy or a gel. Now, all of these sports nutrition products, we want things that have two forms of sugar in them. Something like fructose and glucose, glucose something like sucrose and glucose. The reason for that is because two different types of sugar have two different receptors within the body, and the body takes both of those sugars in within using two different receptors, and you're able to take them in and get extra energy. If you have a fuel source that only has one type of sugar, then a lot of times that receptor gets overloaded and you start getting water pulled into the gut and that can cause things like diarrhea and cramping. Now, even if a sports drink or gummy or, ju uh, gummy or gel has a two sugars in it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna sit well on your stomach. 
if you're new to fueling during a run, it the, most of the time, none of these are going to sit well at, the, at first. And that 30 to 60 grams of carbs that I told you you need, you probably are going to have to start with less. This is why you want to start early in the training with all of this, because you're going to start with less and you're going to need to ramp it up over time because your stomach cannot handle taking in that f- food, especially the food that's really high in sugar. It's not used to it, especially while it's running and the stomach's moving up and down. It needs time to figure it out and it may cause you some GI distress. So you're going to have to practice with it. The stomach is a muscle and it needs time to practice. Now, this is for sports drinks, gels, and gummies. Gels and gummies are pretty similar in terms of their carbohydrate count. They usually have about 20 grams per serving. Um, and they're not, one is a gel, you just suck it down. A gummy, you chew it. Both, you need to take in fluid with it. You can use water or sports drink. But they do have electrolytes in them, and some even have caffeine in them. So you don't necessarily need extra electrolytes. I personally like gummies. I just don't like the taste of gels. It's just too jelly-like and I'm not a huge fan Uh, but some people prefer the gels because they're just very easy and I've been on courses before where I felt like I needed more than I brought with me and I just sucked down a gel because it was there which I don't advise because you should try everything out that you're going to use on race day but so what you're doing is you're starting small uh, and then If you do already take in some fuel, but you feel like it's not enough, you're still ending a run with not enough energy, you may need to take in more. I recently talked to a runner who, he's very tall, uh, maybe like 6'5", but also very thin, not not super, um, not like 250. Uh, I don't know exactly how much he weighs, but a thin runner. And he said he takes in six to 700 calories per long run, which is very normal for people. And I think we tend to think of the amount of sugar and the amount of calories that are in these things as quote unquote bad for us, but they're actually serving a purpose. It's like how when you take in vitamin C, it helps boost your immune system. These sugars are helping you feel energized during this run. So you don't have to worry about taking them in. So you may need more than you think. Um, For instance, Say you're running for three hours during marathon training, you need to take in anywhere from 60 to about 120 grams of carbs. That could be um, that could be three to four packets of gels. That four, it's a lot. It's more than you probably think you need. So make sure you're taking it in. And if you still are doing that and you're not feeling super energized, then you may also want to look to other things. Maybe it's sleep that's not going well. Maybe you are overtraining. Maybe you're training too much. Or the other thing we can kind of look at in terms of nutrition is recovery nutrition. Recovery nutrition, we're not really thinking about that energizing our long runs. But what happens if we don't let the body recover with proper nutrition, then we aren't necessarily feeling great for the next time we go out to run. So recovery nutrition is twofold. It's protein for muscle protein synthesis because your muscles are breaking down during a run and you need to 
make them stronger and replenish them. And then it's also carbohydrates because that glycogen needs to be restored. So although you're taking in glycogen, uh, you're taking in carbs during a run because you have no glycogen left, it's not being restored. So if you take in carbs after the run, that is restoring that glycogen and it's making it so that you have that in your reserves for the next run that you do. So that could be something else that you could look at. So let's take a step back and recap all of this. It's Carbs before a workout or before a run, fluid before a run, carbs during a run, fluid during a run, and then post-workout protein and carbs. And that could also include fluid if you feel like you're still dehydrated, which you can determine with the color of your urine if it's really dark yellow. A lot of times you need to drink more. And I'm a huge proponent of drinking a lot of water and I still end up with a little bit of dehydration after a run. So you need to take in more of the fluid than you probably think you do. Once you think you have all of these things under control and you feel like you've figured out the fueling situation that works for you, then what I suggest you do is you mimic race day. So I am, for instance, running a half marathon soon and it starts at 8.30 in the morning. It's far away though, so I will have to wake up probably at six and I'll eat then. Um, and what I will do is I will have a bagel then, and I'll have some coffee. Caffeine is another thing that can help with performance if you do caffeine. But I won't start the race till 8, 8.30. So what I will do is I'll bring some carbs with me to the start, and I'll have something really simple that can digest quickly. Something I may bring some dates. I like dates with sea salt. Um, I probably will do a gummy beforehand because... I just am going to have to have them during the race and I don't want to get tired of them. But I'll probably do something simple like that. And I know before the race, a lot of times you have kind of pre-race anxiety, or at least I do, and it's hard to get down food. So I'll just try to take in a little bit and I will then do the, you know, 13 miles and I will probably have two packs of gummies. And I'm going to practice all of that, or I already practiced all of that on a long run training day where I did the exact same thing. I woke up early, I waited two hours, and I, you know, made that fueling exactly the same. So I saw that that worked for me. So that's what you need to do is practice it on a training run day. The other thing you wanna do is whatever fuel you use during your training runs, if the course is something different, bring your own fuel. I know it's annoying. I know you don't wanna have to carry anything. But you trained with this. This is what you found out worked for you. It's worth it to bring it. So I run in New York City. We have very great fluid stations almost every single mile where there's water. But I'll bring my own gummies to the races where they use a lot of Gatorade. I'm not a huge fan of sports drinks, like I said. And then every race is sponsored by a different sports nutrition product. So you never know. Well, they tell you ahead of time what you're going to get, but it's not necessarily what I use. So I'll bring what I use to the race day. And the last thing I want to touch on is caffeine. I'm not going to do a long thing here because I'm actually going to do a supplement series on the podcast where I go through a different supplement every episode and I have a few lined up that I want to talk about and caffeine is one of them. But there is research to show that caffeine helps with athletic performance. So if you are a caffeine drinker, then you don't need to avoid it on race day unless you avoided it in your training. If you are just training now, I highly recommend including caffeine in your pre-workout meal because it can boost performance. 
That is if you are okay with caffeine and it doesn't cause any jitteriness for you. It can also cause some upset stomach uh, and so can all of these sports nutrition products, which is why we try them out ahead of time. So I would suggest including some caffeine in your pre-workout meal and then you can include it uh, during the run if your stomach can handle it. Once again, this is why we try different things out. So we'll get more into that in a later podcast, but that is basically the nitty gritty of how to stay energized during a long run in terms of nutrition. Now, don't be scared of all the fuel you have to take in. Don't be scared of all the fluid you have to take in. And if you take in these things and your stomach does not feel great, know that you are not alone and maybe you just need to cut back a little and then continue to add it over time. It's hard to get the stomach to be okay with this if you're new to it. It may cause a little bit of an upset stomach, but I promise you that over time you will be okay taking in this fuel. So I hope that this is all helpful. Again, this is something we chat about in Green Leads You. So I highly encourage you to join. I'm going to leave the registration link in the description below. And I would love to talk to you all individually in Green Leads You, but you can also DM me at Green Leads and I'll see you soon.